We at Drunken Outsiders are a proper age to drink. We do not condone or approve of any underage drinking or any driving of sorts while under the influence. Please enjoy our episode. Hey yo, SpaghettiO. That's our intro. <laughs> That's how we do it. Hello everybody, this is Drunken Outsiders. We are the un- Outsiders. I am your host, Ryan. And I'm your other host, Devin. Sweet. So today we're covering a mystery of sorts. Oh, spooky. Ooh, spooky. This is a bit spooky. It is. So we are covering the of Pass incident. Mm. Mm, it's a story about nine hikers in the Ural Mountains of Russia about 1959. Where they went for an instant hike through the woods then became a mystery yeah because they all they all died <laughs> no oh no <laughs> so what are you drinking um to get in the spirit of the the mother the motherland right from mother russia from mother russia okay that was russia i was thinking of fatherland for a second <laughs> i was like that's nazis that's nazis that's not right what? <laughs> I'll explain it after you explain tell what you're drinking. Okay, so what I'm drinking is a Monaco Moscow Mule. So I've never really had any of these before. It's a Moscow Mule, obviously. Oh. Oh, fancy. <laughs> so fancy. How is it? Let's find out. <laughs> Moscow. <laughs> Moscow. Moscow. <clears throat> Moscow. Moscow. I don't remember how the rest of that song goes. But you do know the song? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I love that song. <laughs> Definitely going to have to listen to it after this episode. Yeah, we're going to plug it into the very end of this episode? I don't know if we legally can. <laughs> Probably not. We can tell people to listen to it, though. I'll figure yeah. out the name. So, as far as Moscow meals go, it's pretty good. It's pretty sugary for it, honestly. It's a little bit of lime in there. I don't really taste it that much. Hmm. I'm a perfectionist, I guess, for mixology. 9%? 9% alcohol, so uh, this will get you. Yeah. We'll get you. Fuck, if I was thinking I would have got something with vodka in it. Oh, Can't yeah? even think about it. What do you got, then? What is that? Lone Star. Yeah, Lone Star. The National Beer of Texas. <laughs> the National, the National Beer, of, Beer Texas. of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fantastic. Oh. No? I'm not very good. No? I might have to finish off my Angry Apple Orchard. <laughs> <laughs> But it's the national beer I know. of Texas. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't even Too know how to for describe that. What? I don't even know how to describe that. Like, just not good. Or... Tastes like it tastes like chewing on a piece of wood to me. Ooh, chewing on a piece of wood. I mean, I could see how some people would like it, but I'm not a big know. fan of it. No bueno. <clears throat> no. Guess we're not being endorsed by Lone Star or the National Beer Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I guess that's what you were drinking to end this fantastical mystery. So the Dial of Pass instant. Always forget to say instant. But why don't we just hop right into the timeline? Okay. Are you okay there? Yeah, I'm fine. Did the Lone Star get to you? Yeah. <laughs> it's like hitting a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> hitting a brick wall yeah, like, of beer. I don't want to drink it. <laughs> but I opened it, so I'm going to. Yeah, finish that bottle, bro. Do it for state. 
Do it for the national. <laughs> the national of Texas. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Diving into the timeline here. Yeah, back to Mother Russia. Back to Mother Russia. So I think it was about... Yeah, it had to be. Like in early January of 1959, a group had formed to begin this skiing ex- expedition... That was the, like, hike and ski across this, like, multiple miles of terrain in the northern Ural Mountains, which is basically kind of in the middle of Russia. Wait, you said January? Getting together-wise. Early or mid-January. Okay, so we weren't born yet. In 1959? (laughs) No, not quite. Just a year short. Or something like that. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so this... In the Ural Mountains, pretty much middle of Russia. Okay. Russia. And like, you know, kind of Siberia kind of looking. Okay. Not It's not in Siber- Siberia, mm. technically. I mean, Siberia is part of Russia anyway. But mm. it's like still that kind of weather, you know, harsh. Oh, okay. Not good. Yeah. So the group was led by this 23-year-old radio engineering student. And this is just to say that all of these students, all of of the expedition people were made up of basically students and graduates from this one, like, school. Mm. Like, the Ural Polytechnical Institute. Which I guess nowadays is called the Ural Federal University. Mm, nice. It was bas- they were basically all just engineers. And I'm an engineer. You're an engineer? Yeah. You want to go on a hike? Hell yeah. No. In Russia? <laughs> I'll go to Russia, just not on a hike. Why would you go to Russia? My body's not made for hiking. It's made for alcohol. <laughs> my, my body's not made for Russia. <laughs> I'm going to Russia. Russia can be a beautiful place. Beautiful women, too. I mean, I suppose so. I... <laughs> Why are you shaking your head like, yeah, that's true. But anyway, yeah, they're all engineering students and fellow graduates from this university. Um, the initial group was compromi- compromised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> the initial group was comprised of about eight men and two women. Um, I'm going to list off their names here. See if you recognize them. At least try to attempt. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll straight... I'll straight this. I'll say this straight off. I apologize if I mispronounce any of this for any potential or present or future... Russians. Russians. <laughs> Or any people living around that area of the world. Because it's a lot of similar kind of yeah. sounding names. I think. But don't quote me. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, back to it. The leader of the group was an Igor Dyatlov. Which is pretty much what the whole incident and what this pass, this area of the mountains is called. It's called named after. Him? Yep, named after him. Oh, nice. Igor Dialov. And I'm not going to say any of these middle names, because fuck that. (laughs) Then another person, he was 23, if I didn't mention that. Igor was? Igor. 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 Then there was a Yuri Doroshenko. Doroshenko? Doroshenko. I can't roll my R's. Doroshenko. I, I can't even try. <laughs> so I have to imitate as much as I can. Yuri Doroshenko. Doroshenko. He was about 21 years old. Nice. Then, uh, oh my goodness. I guess his nickname or something would be Yuri Krivonishenko. Krivon? Like K R I V O N I S H E N K O. 
<laughs> Fuck, I'm glad you're reading this one. Grevonashenko. <laughs> Yuri. He's about 23. And Alexander Kolevatov. Kolevatov. I don't know. He's about 24. Uh, Rustam Slobodin. 23. Nikolai. Fuck me. <laughs> That's his last name? <laughs> It's like kind of sounds French, but he's like Russian. Nikolai Thibau Brignoles. It's like T H I B E A U X hyphen. That's definitely French. B R I G N O L L E S. Maybe his mom was French and his dad's Russian. So from this point on, I'm just going to call this guy Nikki. Nikki? Little Nikki? Yeah, a little Nikki. Have you seen that movie? No, it's been forever. It's I been mean, a... I have, but it's been forever. I, mean, I saw it on TV the other day. It's just as bad as I remember. Yeah. I'll, we This guy will just go as Nikolai from this point on. Not Nikki? No, you can call him Nikki. I'll just say it. I'm the presenter here. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be just straightforward with it. Nikolai. Then the other one is... Semyon Zolotaryov. Zolotaryov. Something like that. He was about 38. So he was the oldest of the group. Oh shit. Then there was a Yuri Yudin. There's a lot of Yuris here. Yeah. He was about 21. Then as for the girls, is Ludmila Dubanina. Okay. You got that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yudmila Dubanina. About 20 years old. She was the youngest of the group. Oh. At 20. It was Zenaida Komogorova. Komogorova. It's about 22. So that pretty much is the group. The group. And so basically, they were all going through this thing to like upgrade their ski experience. You know, they're mm. all, it's called grade two hikers. Grade three being the highest you could be. Yeah. And so they're going through this trip to get to the highest. Because this trip being they're going very late January in February. February weather in this area is shit. Is bad. <laughs> So it's what's described as being category three trip, mm, okay. the highest you can go on, in Soviet Russia. Yeah, Soviet Union. It doesn't sound Russian at all, but anyway, I'll continue. So, um, so they arrived in a town, like the northernmost port of. What's called the Sverdlovsk Oblast. It's a it's the province it's a province of Russia that okay. this is all in. So they get that point on the twenty fifth of January. Then they take a vehicle to another small town. I'm not gonna say it now, just for time's sake. Which is pretty much the northernmost kind of settlement that people live in in this area. Okay. So it was then on January 27th that they started their little trip. Their track towards... Their goal was Mount or Thornton. Or Thornton. Which I could I could be mixing it up here. Um, in the native language means don't go there. Hey, uh, you know that mountain there? Oh, <laughs> don't go there. Yeah, don't go there. <laughs> Not Russian, but... <laughs> no, but it's more fun with Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, on January 27th, they began their track on towards Mount Ortorton. And on January 28th, one member, 
this Yuri Yudin had began having like health problems. Mm. You know, he couldn't continue on the track, so he had to turn back. Yeah. All right. So he went back, and that left the nine. So then it kind of, you know, carried on until January 31st, where they arrived at the edge of what is a highland area, like high off, you know. A plateau? Not really a plateau. It was like Mm -hmm. slope, but it was like up the mountain. It was like away from the trees. Okay. And they started to prepare for climbing. But then the next day... Oh, wait, no. Yeah, the next day, they started to move through this pass to get to the mountain. The Diatlov Pass? Yeah. But before, it was Diatlov Pass. Uh, So they just called it Pass. (laughs) The pre-Diatlov Pass. (laughs) (laughs) The pre-DLC. There's no L in it. Or C. You know what? Fuck off. The pre-DP. Pre-DP. <laughs> <laughs> Something to look forward to. Yeah. Okay. Alright, I got this. <clears throat> so, you got this. I got this. I you, got this DP, okay? You got this, girl. <laughs> So they were initially planning to get over the pass and then like make camp on the other side mm. of it, but because, of course, February and rural Russia, yeah, kind of took a turn for the worse, you know, like really bad snowstorms and bad visibility. Like I mean hurricane level kind of winds mm. noise yeah you would think so when you're in the middle of it I could stop a hurricane oh could you <laughs> the same way you would fight a fucking hippo yep <laughs> <laughs> so because of this they kind of like lost their direction yeah kinda, like, deviated westward so they you know eventually realized ah oh, shit we're going the wrong kind of direction. They stopped towards the top of this like mountain area called Kolat Siaka or mm. Kolat Siak. Ah, fuck. I don't know. I gotcha. K H O L A T, then S Y A K H L. Okay. Something like that. Which is basically translates to dead mountain. Nice. So yeah, that's fun. And then native all mountains dead? Did they live in did they live to begin with? I don't know, did they? It's a it's a question. (laughs) For all you mountaineers. So, yeah, they decided to set up their camp at the slopes of this mountain. Which was, for some reason, they set it up, like, a little less than a mile uphill from a forested area. Mm. Which doesn't really make sense from a point that the forest would, you know, help. Yeah. Considering they're in a snowstorm with really bad winds, the forest would really shield them. A lot from that. But you never know what lives in the forest of a mountain. In the mountain forest? There's creepy shit up there. Some freaky deaky shit. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get into that later a little bit. But yeah. And from some explanation, I guess. At least one from the expeditionist who left beforehand in regards to why Igor... Igor... Well, I'm going to say it now. Um, decided to set up camp in this worse off spot than doing it at the base of the trees. Would be like he didn't want to lose ground, you know, mm. that they got. 
or that he wanted the experience, you know, give them an experience of camping on a slope. Yeah. But, I mean, being an experienced hiker, I would have figured, I don't know. That would be good, but I can see why that would not, not be a good idea. Yeah. So, and, yeah, they set up shelter at that point, and it should be said that before they all left, um, Dyatlov had agreed that he would send telegram to their, like, sports club, the uh, university place where they, yeah. like, set up the expedition that they would return to that little town that they left around the 12th of February. Mm, okay. They said no later than 12th of February, but he told Yuri that it could have been a little bit later. So it kind of went on that days passed after 12th of February. No sign of the expeditioners. Um, they didn't think it was that concerning, considering, like, how long they hiked, where they were hiking. It was like, yeah, give them a couple days. It's kind of normal. But by the 20th of February, they had not returned. So all of their relatives were starting to, like, demand that a rescue operation be on their way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, the first rescue groups were sent to find these nine people um it was pretty much consisting of volunteer students from the university and a bunch of teachers nice stuff but later on obviously the the army and the like military police kind of forces became involved which would eventually use like planes and helicopters and all this shit to find all these people in this area so it's pretty extensive kind of search in yeah, the end. Yeah, definitely. So I missed all that. About six days later, on February 26th, they had finally found the tent. Nice. At the base of the mountain. So obviously they found it abandoned. One tent? or One tent. They were all in one tent. It had to be a big ass tent. It was a good sized tent, I think. Um, Which you'd also probably want a spoon up there, being it cold. Possibly. I'd want a smaller tent. They might have spooned. You want a smaller tent? Yeah. So everybody... Well, they had a heater. Like, you set up the tent, and there's, like, a little heater in the middle and all that. A space heater? Some kind of heater. I mean, they... Like, is... you burn something, and it gives oh, off heat. Okay. This is 1969. Like... 59. Yeah. <clears throat> so you're saying they probably didn't have space headers and generators? Uh, at this time, probably not. Yeah. Russia and Russia. And Mother Russia. I was going to say something, but I just completely blanked out on it. <laughs> I looked at you. But yeah, they found the campsite. And it kind of puzzled them. Um, one student can be quoted as saying, when they found the tent, he said, the tent, I was going to do a Russian (laughs) accent, but I can't do it. The tent was half torn down and covered with snow. It was empty, and all the group's belongings and shoes had been left behind. Investigators said the tent had been cut open from inside. Is this part of the quote still? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) that's just what i wrote oh my gosh so the quote itself was the tent was half torn down and covered with snow is empty and all the group's belongings and shoes had been left behind obviously that was a very puzzling thing to see yeah since that's not a good sign we find shoes nothing else (laughs) all shoes no people wet people are those shoes camping (laughs) We investigate. <laughs> Why you leave shoes? I don't understand. <laughs> it got to be cold. Shoes. Where are your people? 
<laughs> puts the, put on the puts the light on them. Where is the person wearing you? <laughs> I need to find him now. Or else, he like looks to his left. It's like one guy has a shoelace. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like threading his shoes. <laughs> Point in the right direction. We send you to Gulag if you do not answer. <laughs> it's just a, a shoemaker's shop. <laughs> yep, a cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically the tent was all torn up, all clothes and belongings and shit were left inside, which is weird by itself. But they also found like a bunch of slashes in the tent mm. if you've heard of it and the slashes and like one at least big gash along the side mm. that were all made from the inside so they slash your lay out of this tent either in a panic or something was it a full moon didn't even bother to use the door was it a full moon i have no idea <laughs> they didn't say was your that's your theory yeah werewolves yeah <laughs> <clears throat> it was the shoes. It was the shoes. <laughs> so, yeah, sur- and surrounding the tent and going off of it were nine sets of footprints left by the people wearing pretty much only socks or single shoes or even completely barefoot. Also, there were footprints leaving it? Yeah, there were for. There, there were footprints. <laughs> there were. There were footprints okay. leaving away from the tent. Nine sets, to be specific. So all nine people left. Nice. And so that led them out to, like, an edge of the nearby woods mm. from where the tent was. About. So it was around that part of the forest edge that they came across a pine tree one of the pine trees but specifically they found that there was a like this little pit that was made out where there was a fire mm. and around that fire they they discovered the first two bodies oh shit the ones of Krivonashenko and Doroshenko the brothers <laughs> their names are very similar Oh wait, was that both? Their, was that their last name? There is no. They're not brothers. None of these people are brothers. But Krivonashenko, that's one, and Doroshenko. That's oh, their, those are those both are their last names. Oh, okay. I was thinking Koshenko was their last name. Okay, I got gotcha. you. No. I forgot. No, those are last names. Yeah, coincidentally though, both their names are Yuri. Oh. So, so they were both found shoeless and dressed only in their underwears. Noise. That's fucking gold. And they also found that the branches on the tree there were Mm -hmm. broken from like five meters up. So it's like five meters? Yeah, five meters up this tree. There's branches broken. So either they climbed up there to like try and find their tent or the other people. Isn't that like 15 feet? They're tall trees. I know. Look it up. I can't do the math right here. So, yeah. 16 feet and basically 5 inches. Alright, so they crawled 16 feet up this tree. Either to, you know, like, get stuff for the, you know, for the fire to warm them up or, like, to climb up the fine survey. Or... Maybe find their tent. Or... Giants walk through. Giants. Yep. Are you like theorizing about a bunch of different shit. If I seen a giant coming towards my tent, I'm not using the goddamn door. I'm, I'm cutting your way through. <laughs> yeah. And then you set a fire. After the giant left, yeah. <laughs> well, obviously the giant found them then. Cause yep. Tree's broken. How was her body afterwards? I think it was like, what the heck? Any giant chunks taken out of them? Or? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. 
So, okay. Yeah, basically their bodies um, basically found with like small time cuts, bruises mm. and all that. Obviously, frostbite on their fingers was really bad. Yeah. And their toes. Um, yeah. The interesting thing about them is... Okay. So, both the bodies had this thing called liver mortis. Do you know what that is? yeah. Is that where, like, your liver's dying? No. No. Not liver. Like, L-I-V-O-R. Oh. Liver mortis. Yeah, that's where, like, your body's so stiff. No, that's rigor mortis. Oh, never mind then. I don't know. What? Liver mortis is basically, you know, your body dies, your heart stops pumping. So where's your blood go? Gravity pulls it down to the part closest to the ground. So when you look at a body with that, you're going to see that, like, darker coloring. Yeah. Like big brown or black or dark red spots. It was right? all on the top of their body or what? It was all in certain parts of the bodies, like, parts of their, like, so around the back of their necks their torsos and the rest of their extremities like some spots were but the thing was when they were found their body positions were in different parts where liver mortis couldn't happen like it happened but it was like different positions than where they were found so it was suggested that people like move their bodies yeah. after they died and that at least Krivonashenko had skin in between his teeth and like parts taken from his knuckles Mm -hmm. so he was biting so hard on his knuckles that he took off skin and tissue damn either to like what's thought to like stifle cry or like to keep himself awake maybe awake or keep himself like feeling yeah you know feeling in his hands definitely the established death of these two was hypothermia Ooh, nice. We have a winner. That's a good way to go out. You, uh, you think so? No, fuck no. That would be torture, man. That could take, I'm pretty sure I read something that could take like a few hours. Hypothermia? Maybe if it's not like too cold. But I mean, this level, this is like below 40 degrees. Yeah, but like... Like negative 40 degrees is what it was. But it doesn't like kill you off instantly. Like it can happen. It can happen. And then like... You still, like, conscious for a little bit. Well, in this kind of weather, it was, like, it could be, like, minutes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, 10 or 20 minutes at least. But, obviously, these guys, throughout this whole thing, there's this theory about paradoxical, like, declothing and all that. Like, you know, someone going through hyperthermia. They think they're hot. Yeah, at some point, they think they'll hot because all the body's trying to get warmth to the outside. Yeah. Warms up your skin. You take shit off to warm up or cool down and all yeah. that. But everybody's behavior in this instance does not imply that. No. They all grabbed everything from dead bodies. Uh, like people that just died there, they grabbed clothing off there, even ripped or cut it off to wear them. To stay alive. Not the nicest thing to do, but it's what you do to try and live. Yeah. In Mother Russia. So soon after that, they found the bodies of three more. So they got over half of mine now. Yeah. They're up to five. Up to five. I'm trying to find the spot where it wasn't that. Jeez. Okay. Yep. Three more from the varying lengths from between the pine and the tent. Mm. So they died at about a distance of each of them 980 feet, 1,570 feet, and 2,070 feet from the tree mm. to the tent. So the first one to be found was. Mr. Group Leader Igor. Mm, 
Nice. Yeah, he was found on twenty seventh of February. Face up, head towards the tent, like barely just visible through the snow. Like his clenched up hands is what they caught. Holy shit. To find his body. And basically, there were no internal injuries. He died of hypothermia. And pretty much was the case for about the rest of the other two. The Zinaida Komagorova and Rustam Slobodin. Mm. So, yeah. Basically, minor, like, cuts and bruises and injuries. Died of hypothermia crawling to get to the tent from how they were found. Damn. Like, back to the tent? Yeah, they are trying to get back to the tent. They were found, like, in positions that would suggest they were trying to crawl back to. Damn. Where they were. And then they died of hypothermia. So it's a tragic case, you know. But considering how the rest of the bodies were, this is where it kind of gets to the mysterious point. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't until like two months after those bodies were found that they found the bodies of the four other ones. They were buried like deep under snow. So basically they kind of like the remaining group members were further off. And they tried to make, like, this den, you know, packed up snow and, like, branches and all that shit could close to keep warm. And that's what you're supposed to do because, I guess, snow is a pretty good insulator of heat. I have heard that, yeah. Yeah. So that's how you could keep warm. So they found their bodies, like, pretty much in this, like, river that they were at, that they were camped at. So, to get, I think, okay, found together, like close together, like you're yeah. spooning kind nice. of thing, was Semyon Zolotaryov and Alexander Kolovetov. They were found together. Um, or was it? Yeah, it was them. So, Simeon and Alexander both were found dead with multiple fractures in their chest. Fuck. And, you know, facial injuries and all that. Actually, Simeon was found with no eyes. His eyes were missing when he was found. Oh my god. Was he outside or inside? They were just, like, a few feet outside from the den. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, like, I don't even know if there's animals out there, but I wonder if one came along and ate his eyes or some shit. That's part of the theories. There is, there's bears and wolves in this area. Obviously, the smaller critters. Yeah. Moose and all that, but moose aren't going to eat your eyes. (laughs) Meese. All the meeses. All the (laughs) meeses. Then the Nikolai. Not going to say the rest of his name. Yeah. Mr. Nikolai was found with a very extensive skull fracture on the right side of his head. Damn. So that's thought of what really kind of killed him. And then, of course, the youngest of the group, Miss Lunmila Dominina, probably had the worst of it. Damn. She was found draped over this, like, rock kind of ledge thing that there was with a bunch of water pouring over from the river Hmm. she was found to also have multiple fractures in her ribs Hmm. and probably the most notable thing of all of it was that her nose appeared to be like crushed in oh shit the skin and tissue surrounding her lips was missing so all of her upper jaw and her teeth were showing Claire's day. Oh my god. And her eyes and the tissue around her eyes were missing as well. Jesus. And above all that, 
She didn't have a tongue. Oh my god. Her tongue was missing. Yeah, I don't think something ate that. I don't know. Actually, all the face stuff on your face and your eyes, that's like one of the first things animals will go after. Because it's soft tissue. You know, mm. It's a bunch of fatty stuff. Yeah. So your face, your genitals, and your ass are like the places they would go first. Everybody wants None a piece of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want this? <laughs> Next time I'm at the zoo, pointing my ass to a polar bear, you want some of this? <laughs> I'll fight you for it. <laughs> yeah, I'll fight you for it, fucker. <laughs> yeah, so basically, all four of these victims have these... Obviously, the chest injuries, the skull fracture, obviously the facial, you know, yeah, tissue being missing. But when they were examined, it was... Examined? Examined. What did I say? Examined. Examined. <laughs> when they were examined by a medical examiner, yeah. found, it was pretty much said that... Their injuries were like being hit by a full-on high-speed car crash. But the outside of them yeah. didn't show. Their internal injuries were... All their insides were basically like fucking ruptured. But it didn't show from the outside. Huh. No bruising or anything. Damn. I can't imagine no bruising. Maybe some bruising. I mean, but not like to the part where it should be. Yeah. Like. Your insides are all messed up. Yeah. It should show, but it didn't. So, yeah. They found their bodies. So, the initial investigation speculated that the indigenous indigenous people probably did it. Called the Mansi, which is the group of kind of like tribal people Mm. that live in the area around this these mountains this mountain pass but it was i kind of thought like lost ground quickly because they're mostly peaceful you know mm-hmm. kind of folks didn't kill anybody so really in the official autopsy reports and the official conclusion of all this was that the members of the group died by what's quote an un. An unknown compelling force. So, yeah, weird stuff. So, and it's weird because the official Russian government, like, wanted to put this away, you know? They're trying to cover it up at this time as well. So, like, at a certain point in 1959, in May, the other four were found in May. I'll say that. Yeah. So, later in May, the officials were like, nope, pulling the plug. This case is closed. And nothing happened with it after that. Trolls are giants, man. Trolls are giants? Yeah, government's trying to hide it. Well, you're close to kind of one thing. Um, We'll start, I guess, with those fantastical kind of theories. It was unicorns. So, <laughs> unicorns, huh? Vicious beasts. Vicious beasts? Yeah, the jackasses. I'll kill ya. Tried to say bastards, but beast came out. <laughs> Vicious bastards. Oh, the Russian unicorn. What the Russian unicorn? First, UFOs. Hmm. So thought that it could be UFOs. Yeah. Because thing was it was consistent with it, being that a couple articles of clothing. Does someone have specifically um, Lunmila and one of the two from the first finding mm. had highly irradiated clothing. Like there had radiations, your skin for radiation above the normal level. Damn. They must have ate a lot of bananas. Yep, that's it. Case closed. Yeah. We solved it. Yep. Plus, with the famous, in this case, anyone knows this, the famous last frame. 
they foot they like photographed pretty much don't you break it i don't know <laughs> they photographed everything you know yeah all the stuff they were doing each other mm. and then the <laughs> last no not like that <laughs> While they're skiing, Devin. They just, just photographed each other while skiing. Everything they were doing while each other. <laughs> Everything's sexual, Devin. These people die. <laughs> you can't tell me they took two girls and didn't try to get some. No, apparently not. They're all friends. Just like friends. Weird. Like hanging out. I don't know. Apparently not. From all accounts, apparently nothing like that happened. Can tell me one guy on his dying deathbed is like, hey, how's it going? Dying deathbed? <laughs> He's sitting there dying. They can all barely move from hypothermia. Yeah. I know, way to warm us up. <laughs> yeah, some articles of clothing were irradiated, which is weird. Definitely. And then the frame, the last frame, which is the last photo any of them took, which is like this out, very out of focus photo of like two lights. Hmm. Like what appears to be light. There's a light and then there's a light with like a trail going up. Like either something was falling, like maybe a military rocket hmm. or maybe a UFO. It was also speculated that another group that was like hiking like 30 or so miles south of where these people were. Yeah. They saw orange orbs of light in the sky at the same time over the same area. Damn. But that was also, you know, testimony taken like a few years or so after the incident. So oh. who knows if it's reliable at all. So there's that one. And there's the other one, which is... The Yetis did it. Yay. The Yetis killed them. It's actually... <laughs> that's actually how I know all about this story. It's from, like, some Discovery Channel special that they did, like, hmm. 2014. It was, like, how Yetis killed the Diablo Pass people. Nice. That's how I knew about it. It's a lot of that. And there's, like, also a photograph of, like, this Yeti kind of theory kind of thing like it's an actual photo of like this trail and then what it looks like it's a clear picture of what a yeti would look like huh. if you looked it up everybody listening go look up these photos fucking weird to look at look at the last photo and then look at this yeti one you'll see you'll have to look it up at some point yeah be after but yeah Obviously, no one who actually wants to figure out what happened to these people think the Yeti did it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. There's That's the more, what the government's trying to hide. It's the more fantastical part. But then for the real ones is... Not real ones. This one's a little bit less fantastical. A bit more conspiratorial. Is that they were killed because of military drill test. Mm-hmm going off bombs and shit in that area because they were yeah. no the military was actually known to do that in this part of the mountains and the forest and so it was figured that they did a bomb test like the sounds and the force of it like scared these people out of their tent mm -hmm. into the woods yeah and like the concussive forces of said I was bombs. say yeah that would explain the internal di injuries, the injuries. With no yeah and then there's also the theory of possible infrasound you ever heard of infrasound yeah yeah it's the low sound that you don't audibly hear but obviously your body registers that picture that's the photo hmm. yeah they say like a a lion's roar has infrasound yeah, or like a tiger when it's hunting prey, they'll often give up these like low sounds when they're growling. Yeah. And it paralyzes their prey. Yep. 
but in other ways, obviously, infrasound can cause, especially in humans, it's been shown that certain infrasound can, like, cause a panic. Yeah. Like, bad panicking and, like, different emotions yep. you get for with that, too. Like, fear, intense fear and panic. So it's possible that through some kind of natural thing that was going on during this like windstorm, obviously it could possibly create infrasound. Yeah. They panicked. Then on their way to the between the tent and the trees and all that, they probably fell or dipped into like the ravine that the den was in that they sustained these injuries. But I would have figured if they fell... There'd definitely be bruising, good bruising. It'd be showing on the outside, yeah. yeah. Like, huh. bad injuries on the outside to accompany the ones with that. Yeah. And then, for the leading thought, an avalanche. Mm. And this one's the most, you know, credible one. To me, being about it. There's, like, different studies about it. In about like, I think 2019, 2019 or 2020, there was like some kind of Swedish Russian simulation thing that like pretty much suggested that an avalanche was the cause of what happened here. Mm-hmm, okay. It was also okay. So the case was closed for like decades. But then in like 2019, because of, I don't know if people were looking into it more or awareness of it, the official Russian government reopened the case and started investigating. It was like near the end of like 2020 or in 2021 that they concluded it was an avalanche Mm. that most likely killed them. So that was the official word of the Russian government is that the avalanche had killed them. So that must be it. Right? Yeah. The government want to hide shit. No, never. <laughs> never once has the gov- Russian government hid anything from its people. But I mean, it's kind of... There's a bit of contradictory points of that, though, right? Because... Yeah, the government. Well, the government. Plus, location of it doesn't really suggest a big avalanche would go through there. Yeah. Plus, Dyatlov and pretty much all the other hikers were experienced skiers. They would have known where to go in case of an avalanche, or if they actually knew an avalanche was coming, they know what to do. Instead of panic, you know? Yeah. And all this stuff. And the way they're, the way the feet patterns were, you know, when they're going to there, were kind of inconsistent with people, you know, panicking, running. It's more of a like, maybe a jaunt, <laughs> possible hurried walking. I don't yeah. know. But I mean, also, why would you slash your way through a tent if you're not gonna run? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of weird things going on in this story. Uh, so basically, maybe there's a bee in the tent. A bee? Yeah. In the dead of winter in <laughs> Siberian winter. Yep. It's just one lone bee. <laughs> Made his way. And everybody's like, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Long way from home. <laughs> one bee. One journey. Yep. Wow. So yeah, officially that's what they say it was. Or could have most possibly been. But yeah. otherwise, since there's no survivors, we're not quite sure what happened to these people. Yeah. But we do know they met their gruesome ends in the Siberian wilderness. That's crazy. Yeah, weird stuff. Look more into it. Maybe you'll be the people who actually finally solve it all. Yeah. And go to Russia. <laughs> So yeah, that's the Atlas Pass incident. Something I've been looking into or thinking about for like the past 
oh, I don't even know, maybe 10 years. Right. It's been a long time. I really like this story. I like hearing everything about it. So I've been waiting to cover it, and here we are. We got the big sis growing down. Our take. Yeah. So yeah. You ready for facts? Let's go into facts. I actually, I actually do have one on point this time. Oh, do you? I didn't even think about it until you said avalanche. Did you want to go first or me? I can go first. You want to go first? Go yeah. ahead. So if you ever caught an avalanche, and like you're go- you get caught under snow. Yeah. Usually, like it, it's gonna like twirl you around, so you don't really know which way is up. Mm-hmm. What you're supposed to do is spit. Spit? Oh, yeah. Gravity. Yeah, gravity's gonna take it back down, so you dig the other way. Nice. Yeah. That's a good trick. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta know where you're going. Yeah. Don't want to be digging down towards the earth. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Get in a worse position. Yeah. Find dirt and try and dig through that. Yeah. Yeah, if you're ever in an avalanche, just spit. And then obviously dig the other way, so. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Well, up your little coldness anxiety here. You know the Ice Age you learned about as a kid in school? Yeah, the movies. Yeah, the movies too. (laughs) Yeah. You learned about how it like ended a long time ago. But did you know that we're still in it? Nice. Yeah. Apparently, Hmm. that's the trend of this ice age. It's been going on for like millions of years. And there's like periods of where it's like, you know, what we know it as, like ice and snow everywhere. Uh, Cold, basically. Yeah. But then there's periods of it where it like gets warm. Like a plateau, like thousands of years or so, where it's like pretty much what we experience now. Yeah. But then it gets cold again. It's been doing that for millions of years. So basically, what we have as the Ice Age ending about 11,000 years ago, we're basically just in the middle of this like plateau area. Huh. Where eventually we'll go back into yeah. the very icy Ice Age kind of period. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, because I remember back a few years ago, they found, I want to say it was in Greenland, I think. Greenland? Yeah, they found this, there's a whole cave system, but it was covered under so many layers of ice. Oh, yeah. Because all that melted and like revealed land and all that. Yeah. Right. Obviously, it's going to happen through thousands of years, but when everything starts freezing again, ice levels sea levels will go down and we'll like eventually find a bunch of land shit that was there underwater that we didn't see before that would be cool if we don't freeze it up we'll be dead by then but (laughs) probably I I thought that was cool I doubt it happens within the next 10 years so probably not (laughs) but yeah I I always thought that was cool that we're actually still in the ice age nice not we're it's not done with this yet. Yeah, it'll be like um, the day after tomorrow. Yeah, except slower. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to happen that fast. It won't happen the day after tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> the day after Wednesday? <laughs> the day after the day after tomorrow. Yeah. That'll be the next movie. The day before tomorrow. That's today. The day after next week. (laughs) The day after yesterday. Oh, the day after 10,000 years. Yeah. That'll be the most accurate one. So, there we have it, I guess. Yeah. This is us. I keep wanting to say that. Something like, that's us. (laughs) I say, this is us. I think that's a movie. I'm pretty sure it's a show. Maybe that's it. I think it's some kind of show. I never watched it. Nope. Anyhow. Yeah. The Pass. That'd be episode. 
Yeah. Go follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Yep. If you look on our Instagram or Twitter, I guess too, there is a link on it called uh, Link Tree Link. If you click on there, you can get links to all of our other social medias and even a contact us button. You That's can right. send us a message. Yep. If you got any feedback or any ideas or just maybe you want to contact us for any yeah. kind of reason, email us at drunkenoutsiders at gmail.com. Yep. Or, of course, Yeah, if you click that contact, contact yeah, I'll go straight to our email. So, yeah, that'll be good. Yep. Talk to us. Please. <laughs> We're lonely. <laughs> We're lonely people. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you ready for more vodka? Our more vodka. Yep, let's go. Let's find our shoes.